1: Listen to some of the best in modern audio drama right here on the Mutual Audio Network.
2: The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences.
3: How do I? I'll oh, skip ahead a of... bit. No, I can't skip ahead. Of... All, all right, everybody,
0: into the time machine.
2: Hey, what's uh, the... no, get... no, 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 no! You don't understand how radio works. All I have to do to return this is fade my voice out like this and cue the organist. And you see, here we are. Wait a minute. 63 Audio presents the Old
1: Time Radio Essentials Podcast. Greetings all. Welcome to our table. (laughs) Welcome to Old Time Radio Essentials. If this is your first time joining us, I must inform you that this is episode 18, our second annual Thanksgiving special. My name is Pete.
0: This is Dave.
1: And I'm Paul. The purpose of our show is to present specific episodes of our favorite old-time radio series, episodes that stand out as particularly representative of those series or as one of those quotable episodes that fans of old radio like to discuss, either in person or on social media.
0: We'll open each episode by introducing the selection, describing it briefly, and then we'll play it for you. Then we'll come back at the end and discuss it at length. Each of us giving their opinions on its merit, its performances, or anything that stands out for us. And that's exactly
2: what we're presenting to you. Just our opinions on whether or not it's worthy of a place in every old-time radio aficionado's personal collection. You don't have to agree with us. In fact, we may not agree with each other. But we do hope you'll enjoy what we bring to the table and come back for more.
1: Each of us three will take turns selecting a show for discussion. Last month's choice was mine, and that was an episode of Escape, The Fall of the House of Usher, just in case you missed it. This month, it's back to Paul for his choice. So what do you have for us,
2: Paul? This month, for Thanksgiving, I decided to do a little traditional, a little not traditional. So it is a Thanksgiving episode, but it's Life with Luigi, a fellow Italian He's an Italian immigrant who essentially the basis is uh, he's writing letters home to his mother, telling him how he's finding things in America and all his interactions with uh, a lot of other immigrants in that and trying to meld into a, a typical American.
1: In my notes, it says here that that was created by Cy Howard, who had earlier created the hit radio comedy My Friend Oima. Other characters on the show included Pasquale, another Italian immigrant who's always trying to trap Luigi into marrying his daughter Rosa, Miss Spaulding, Luigi's night school teacher and ideal woman, and Schultz, a German immigrant and fellow student in Luigi's citizenship class. Each episode used the framing device, as you said, of Luigi narrating a letter to his mother back in Italy. And so, without further delay, we present Thanksgiving Celebration. From November 22nd,
0: 1949, and Life with Luigi. And now, friends, adjust your radio dials to the proper frequency. Get comfortable and listen. And listen.
3: Comedy show created by Cy Howard and starring that celebrated actor Mr. J. Carroll Ash with Alan Reed as the <laughs> When Luigi Vasco left Italy to start his new life in America, he promised his mother that he would write and tell her about his adventures. So now, let's read Luigi's letter as he writes to Mama Basco in it.
4: Dear Mamma Mia, right now, everybody in this country is celebrating Thanksgiving. This is a holiday, great right American man, The butcher. Remember mia, I wish you could be here now to see how everybody is so friendly and nice and happy. When you walk down the street now, everybody's got a big smile on their face. Except maybe a few turkeys.
5: <laughs> the
4: reason a day is not happy is because Thanksgiving is to celebrate the landing of the pilgrims. When the pilgrims is, is the first to come here, they was looking for something to eat, so they shot the wild turkeys. Of course, most the housewives wish the pilgrims would have shot the pork chops.
5: <laughs> because
4: that's a 30 cents a pound cheaper. For <laughs> so far, Mamma Mia, i am got no plans for my given, But I'm sure my friend Pasquale, he's going to invite me to his Spaghetti Palace for private dinner tomorrow night. After all, no matter how mean Pasquale is acting time, underneath he's got a heart as big as his daughter Rosa. <laughs> Well, I'll finish this letter later because it's the time I should have gone out to my night to school class. Mamma mia, I'ma wish you could see my beautiful teacher, Miss Spalding. She's a got a blonde hair, blue eyes, nice... Well, so far this year, I'ma never come a late to class. <laughs> Quiet class,
6: please,
7: please. I'll call her roll. Mr. Basco? Here. Mr. Howick? Here. Mr. Olsen? Here. Mr. Schultz?
6: Gobble, gobble. <laughs>
7: Mr. Schultz, I presume you're imitating a turkey.
6: Gobble, 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 gobble.
7: All right, Mr. Schultz, control yourself.
6: Impossible. In this season, a turkey has got to lose his head.
7: (laughs) Well, Mr. Schultz, since you're so full of the holiday spirit, perhaps you can answer some of the history questions I've prepared about Thanksgiving.
6: Me and my big mouth.
7: You may tell us, what year did the pilgrims arrive in America?
6: i spoiling. That question is so simple. I'm ashamed to answer it.
7: Well, all right. What year did the pilgrims arrive?
6: 1776.
7: <laughs> 1776? Mr. Schultz, you should be ashamed of yourself.
6: That's what I said. I'm ashamed to answer it. <laughs>
7: all right, class. Now, who can give me the correct date?
6: 1789. 1812.
7: 1492. two. Sixteen fifty. Shift. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Schultz, Mr. Olson, you had the correct date.
6: I didn't hear him say 1492.
7: Mr. Schultz, the answer is 1620. Now, Columbus came here about 125 years before the Pilgrims. There's absolutely no connection between those two events. No
6: connection? Miss Spaulding, what are you saying? If Columbus hadn't discovered America, the Pilgrims would have got here in 1620, stepped off the boat, and fell right into the ocean.
5: (laughs) Please.
6: Now, class, does anybody
7: besides Mr. Olson know the name of the boat that brought the Pilgrims here? Oh, come now. The name of the boat is Mr. Harwin. The name of the boat is Mr. Horowitz? Is Mr. Horowitz. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll give you a hint. It begins with May. The May... I, I know, I know, the Maypole. <laughs> no.
6: Miss Balding, if you wish, I could tell you the name of the boat, the day they left, how many people were in it, and exactly where they landed. Him, a British spy.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Miss
6: Balding... Are you
7: going to have a nice big turkey tomorrow night? Why, oh, yes, Mr. Howard. Good. Every Thanksgiving, I take a train ride home and enjoy a real Thanksgiving dinner with my family. Ah,
6: Miss Spalding, there's nothing like being home with your loved ones on Thanksgiving. <laughs> you, 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 you should see the turkey my wife is making with cranberry jelly and candied yams. Oh, so juicy!
7: <laughs> Mr. Basco, you haven't said anything. Where are you celebrating Thanksgiving? Me? Well, uh...
4: Uh, I'm I'm having a dinner with my countryman Pasquale. Uh, He's invited me to eat with him. Uh, It's going to be so much food. He's told me he's going to have the
6: biggest turkey in the town. Yeah, Rosa. Luigi, forget Pasquale. Come on and eat with me. Esther and me would be very happy to have you eat with us. Come on, Luigi, will Luigi, you? Luigi, I would be honored if you had us eat our turkey. Now, stop everybody. If Luigi has got to get
4: into the kitchen tonight, I got first call. all. <laughs> now, please, please, everybody, thanks for inviting me. But, well, Pasquale is brought to me here from the old country. Here's the watch after me. He's an old man's family, and I'm a
7: once to let him watch you three do to him. Mr Schultz, Mr Basco has his mind made up. Let him eat with Mr Pasquale.
6: All right, Luigi. But one thing I gotta warn you to look out for. What, Schultz? When you sit down by the table, and Pasquale offers you the appetizer, take. When he gives you the soup, take. And the jerky also, you take. Uh-huh. But when he points to Rosa and says, Luigi, take some stuffing.
3: That's the time to go on a diet. <laughs>
6: Luigi, wait for me. Got shut up. Oh, listen to me. I'm puffing like the last donkey on the mule train. <laughs> listen, Luigi, I didn't want to say nothing in class, but you didn't fool me. What? I could tell the way from you was talking that Pasquale didn't invite you for Thanksgiving. But you
4: say... He's just forgot.
6: I'm sure he's going to invite you. When? On Christmas?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: now, look, why don't you come and eat with me and my happy little family,
5: huh? Oh, what
6: fun we got. Around the table, we got me, my wife, my three children, my brother Ludwig, my cousin Hugo, my Uncle Chuck, his six kids, my three nephews, my grandfather Wolfgang, his girlfriend... And the rest of the family.
5: <laughs> no,
6: no, thank you, Schultz. Besides, there's too many people for one turkey. Oh, no, stop. This year, we got a turkey twice as big as last year. How big is it? Six pounds.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but Schultz,
6: how is it possible for so many people to eat the one smaller turkey? Who eats? <laughs> all night long, we got at a wishbone party. We all sit around and wish for a bone. <laughs> Oh, smile, Louis, I'm just making fun. <laughs> You're such a good friend
4: to worry about to me. But I'm
6: sorry. I'm going to say no. Yeah, but Pasquale didn't invite
4: you yet. She'll say, I'm no Pasquale. He's purposely not invited me because he wants I should ask him before he's asking me. So when he's invited me, it's going to sound like I was begging him all the time. I'm going no, to say no. No, stop, stop. Not... You're getting me all for
6: shimmers. <laughs> Well, I got to go now, Luigi. But if Pasquale don't invite you, don't be ashamed. Come to me. Eh? All right, Duchess. Sure. <laughs> and smile, Luigi. Smile. Remember, a smile is just like glass wax. You wipe it on, you wipe it off. So be like me, always laughing.
5: Oh, oh, my. Oh, my. Oh my. <laughs>
4: Mommy, I'm, I'm, I'm... Well, I'm sure Pasquale is going to invite me. But maybe not. Maybe yes. Could be no.
5: <laughs> I'm
4: a better stop. I'm going to get myself all of a for shimmel.
8: <laughs> Luigi, my friend. <laughs> hello, Luigi. Hello, hello. Uh, hello, 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 Pasquale. Uh, Hello. Hello. How's it with you, huh? Eh? Alright. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are we laughing about? Well, I'm, I'm guessing it's the holiday spirit of Pasquale. Holiday? Oh, yes. Well, if you'll excuse me, Luigi, I'm going to go back and see how my tankies are coming along. Oh, it's uh, Pasquale. Huh? Eh? What do you want, Luigi?
5: Uh, well, uh, happy
8: Thanksgiving, Pasquale. Same to you. Goodbye. <laughs>
4: Uh, Pasquale. What? Uh, thanks uh, for bringing me to America. Don't thank me, thank the boat. Hey,
5: <laughs> uh,
8: Pasquale. Huh? He's a big a turkey. <laughs> you should have seen it. That's a reminder, me, Luigi. I was thinking to ask you something about it tonight. Pasquale, your answer is a yes. Sir. Good. Uh-huh. We send out the wedding invitation to <laughs> You said a yes. I'm a witness. I was asking you to marry my daughter, Rosa. But, sorry, please, and i talk to Rosa now. Let's, let's talk a Turkey. Luigi, when I'm a talking to you about a Rosa, I'm a talking a Turkey. <laughs> Well, he... But the nut. Oh, Luigi, you should have seen how it was a waddle around yesterday on those two big, fat legs. Rosa? No, the turkey.
5: <laughs>
8: Look, Luigi, she's a crazy for you. Why you thought to sneak up behind her, put your hands around her neck, and give her a nice big case? The turkey? No, Rosa.
5: <laughs> oh, uh, sorry, please,
8: I was a coming to your store to talk about it, thanksgiving. All right, all right. I'm going to give you something to be thankful about. You marry my Rosa, I'm going to give you a cash reward. Cash yes, sir. Yes, it's what they call an American diary.
5: On you wedding night, on
8: you wedding night, I'm going to give you a $1,000. Roses will weigh 250 pounds, that's to mean you're getting $4 a pound. $4 a
5: pound,
8: a pound a Luigi. Think of it. That's a twice as much as England is to pay for the pound. Well, what do you say, Luigi? Say yes, you got a thousand dollars on
4: the barrel ahead.
8: Well? Pasquale, keep for you, barrel ahead. Oh, Luigi, you are sorry specimens of a human being.
5: What do you mean,
8: Pasquale? After all, without me, you wouldn't have be been in America. Well, Pasquale, I'm grateful to you for that. You wouldn't have be been able to enjoy the four freedoms the freedom from a poverty, ignorance, fear, freedom from a want. What more could you ask for? That's the freedom, a freedom from Russia. All right, you're smart. Uh, well, tomorrow night you also could enjoy a sixth of freedom. What's that? Freedom from a uh, Mike turkey. Good night.
5: And now
3: for the second act of Luigi Vasco's Adventures in Chicago, we turn to page two of his letter to his mother in Italy.
4: And so, Mamma mia, is now our thanks evening. Everybody's a suddenly acting so nice and friendly. It's wonderful. But I'm a feel a little lonely. Mamma mia, you see, Pasquale is annoying invite me. Oh, excuse me, Mamma Mia. Maybe it's a Pasquale coming in and out.
9: Come in. Hello, Mr. Basco. Here's even them paper. Oh, thanks, Danny. Hey, you, you, you sell a lot of papers tonight? Well, oh, not so good, Mr. Basco. Oh. You know, everybody's rushing around. They ain't got no time to read tonight.
4: All right, then I buy extra paper.
9: Why, oh, you don't have to.
4: That's all right. I'm going to wash you the floor tomorrow.
9: <laughs> hey, Danny.
4: Hey, it's 6 o'clock. Ain't, ain't, ain't you having enough Thanksgiving dinner
9: tonight? Well, you, you know I ain't got no folks, and Marco's writing a late shift tonight.
4: Well, oh, it too bad.
9: Ain't you having no Thanksgiving dinner?
4: No.
9: Well, happy Thanksgiving, Mr. Basco.
4: Well, a happier thanksgiving to Danny. Hey, Danny, why are you rush? Sit down, and maybe we talk a little bit, huh?
9: Well, I'd like to, but i got to sell these papers. They're the late edition. What if they're already late? It don't matter if they're going to be a little later. <laughs> hey, what's the matter, Mr. Basco? You look a little beat. Beat? Yeah, on the ropes.
4: On the ropes?
5: <laughs> you know, pooped. <laughs> on the
4: ropes, beat, the poops. Hey, sometimes I'm a thinking they teach a different English in a night school than a day school.
5: <laughs> that
9: means tired. Oh, so that's the poops. <laughs> well, Danny, maybe, maybe
4: that's a how I'm a feel, And also maybe, maybe a little bit to lunch.
9: Boy, I know that feeling.
4: Hey, Danny, how's about you eat a supper with me tonight, huh? You'll be my guest.
9: Gee, you got a turkey?
4: No, but I'm going a- to buy one. All ready to eat.
9: Okay, you got a deal. Huh? I said you got a deal.
4: Danny, you're too young to play cards.
9: <laughs> I mean, okay, I'll eat turkey with. Oh, me. well, that's good. Boy, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, Danny, it's like
4: magic. Two lonely people, presto, one a little party.
9: Hey, wait a minute, I I gotta sell all these papers first. Hey, Danny, I'ma got another idea. You
4: help me either the turkey. I'ma help you sell the papers. Well, that's Jake with me. Oh, you got your friend Jake with you. <laughs>
9: Oh, that just means okay.
4: Good. Well, here, you give me half of your papers. Hey, but now, what am I supposed to do?
9: Well, anything, as long as you get on the buy paper. Well, it's easy.
5: Ah, we're extra! Huh? Listen. Ah, we we're straight. That's in English? Try it. Ah, what are you about to buy
9: extra? How is it that? Great, I didn't understand a word you said.
5: Come on. How would I turn up seven and what is another extra? Uh...
3: Uh, hey, mister, is that the last edition?
4: No, I'm going to get three papers the
3: I mean, is that the morning paper?
4: Huh? How could it be the morning paper if it's still a night then
6: <laughs> Are you kidding? I always get my
3: morning paper the night before.
4: A minute before something is or you want reason about it?
3: Never mind. Let's have a paper.
9: Sure. Happy thanks
6: for giving it to you. Hey,
9: Mr. Basco, how you doing? Fine, Daddy. I've only got the one the paper pepper left. Well, i only got one, too. Well, hurry up and sell it. Oh, my God. I've got to
6: hurry. Well, whatever. i better start to stop dinner. we to the president, so The president is declared a declare of war. <laughs> you want a paper? Did you say the president declared war? Sure. Here's the paper. Okay, here. Hey. Where does it say the president declared war? Well, I right to hear it, see? president declares the war on the prices. <laughs> <laughs> i a
5: thanksgiving,
4: Well, I'm a, I'm a soldier at the paper. At the well, left. how are yeah. you
9: doing,
4: Mr. Basco? Well, soldier, Danny. All the soldier. Come on, Danny. Now we go to the store and buy the turkey.
5: Hey, well, here, get to your turkey. Yeah,
3: can I do something for you?
4: Please, uh, I'm I'm interested to buy that roasted turkey you got in the window. How much does it cost? $18. Mamma mia. Wow! Please, uh, maybe you got a little smaller one?
3: Well, how much did you want to spend? $2. Are you kidding? No self-respecting turkey would take his feathers off for less than $10. But
5: I'm...
4: I'm never taught the turkeys would cost us so much.
3: Look, mister, you're not buying just a raw bird. That $18 turkey in the window would cost so much because we clean it and dress it.
4: You clean it and address it?
3: Yeah. Looks
5: beautiful, don't it?
4: Hey, look, mister, I'm still got a $2. Give me a turkey that ain't going to a party.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you're joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nut. i
9: uh, you want my
4: dog? No, no, Johnny. No, Danny. Here. Please, uh, mister. we like it to celebrate the thanks together. What are we going to buy here for
9: $2?
3: Well, come on over here. We'll see what we
9: see.
5: Come back.
4: Mmm. Smells good, huh, Danny? Mmm. Good. Such a beautiful hot dog.
9: Hey, Danny, we got everything under the table? Yeah, baked beans, bread, a potato salad, coleslaw, pickles, spud nuts, and milk. Well, I mean, what the feast. Happy Thanksgiving, Danny. Happy Thanksgiving, Mr. Basco.
4: Well, I'm a beginner to carve now.
9: <laughs> Mr. Basco, how can you carve a hot dog? It's not a turkey. Hey, Danny, you know what's inside a hot dog? No.
4: Anybody else know what's inside a hot dog? <laughs> no. Well, I'm a no. It's a turkey.
9: <laughs> now, which party do you want
4: to, Danny? White to me, or the black to me?
9: <laughs> well, you're the hoax, Mr. Basco. You take first pick. Oh,
4: no, no Danny, you my guest. Please.
9: All right, I'll take the dark meat. Good.
4: That's uh, the only kind of we got.
9: <laughs> well,
4: Danny, here. You take a one of drumstick, I'm going to take a the other drumstick. Okay. Mmm,
9: this is good. And pass some mustard.
4: You mean the uh, cranberry sauce? Oh,
9: yeah.
4: Oh, wait a minute, Danny. Here's your champagne.
9: <laughs> oh, the milk. <laughs>
4: look, look at the vintage, Danny. Sparkling Guernsey, 1929. <laughs> what is it to you, help? Are you up? Hallyup. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> hey, the bubbles is, a tickle of my nose.
5: <laughs> huh?
4: Ain't this wonderful thanksgiving dinner, Danny? Is there anything else you could have wanted?
9: Well, yeah. What's that? I wish we had turkey.
4: Oh. Danny, I'm going to know how you feel. But let me tell you something. Lots of things in a life is depend on how you look at them. How you feel about them. Like they say, it's, uh, it's what's in your mind. In your mind? Sure. Everything depends on the way you think. You want to be big, you are big. You want to be king, you can be a king. Of course, that's not so good. You never know how long you're going to (laughs) last. But, Danny, look on that chair over there. Ain't that the most beautiful sofa? The most expensive material that you ever saw? Huh? Look God, And think. Yeah. And look on those walls. Queen of forest, Danny. Beautiful trees blue sky, most wonderful spot you ever saw. Yeah. And Now look on the table, Danny. Look, ain't that the most beautiful feast anybody could ever have, no matter how much money they would have spent?
9: Mr. Vasco?
4: Yes, Danny?
9: Can I have the wishbone? <laughs> Oh, boy, what a meal that
4: was. Yeah, I'm so full, I'm a good buster. Hey, you know, I'm glad the Pasquale's been invite me to his dinner.
9: Well, why didn't he, Mr. Basco? Well, it, uh, We just have a difference of opinion. How much of a difference? 250 pounds. <laughs> well, then, it's late tonight. You better go home and go to sleep. Okay, Mr. Basco, and thanks for everything. You know, last year some society people threw a Thanksgiving party for the newsboys. Well, I hated it. Nothing but a bunch of stuffed shirts. Stuffed the shirts? Yeah. That's a stranger
4: country. And a Thanksgiving, and besides the stuff on the turkeys, they also stuff on the shirts.
9: <laughs> well, good night, Mr. Basko. I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. <laughs> me too, Danny.
4: Whew. Oh, my God. I'm so full of a
6: Thanksgiving. How am I not going to touch your bike for the Christmas? Luigi, you should be ashamed of yourself. How do it, Schultz told me Pasquale didn't invite you. So here, my wife has to send you a turkey leg with all the trimming. But Horowitz... No talk, you look starved. you got to eat. Horowitz... Eat, eat.
5: Oh.
4: I'm a feel like my stomach is a wet ton. The hot dogs. Then the Horowitz turkey...
6: Oh, Luigi, just as I thought, you are all alone. Oh, sir, I'm all alone, but to believe me is it not the like you think. Schultz told me Pasquale didn't invite you, so I brought you some turkey in this bag. Oh, sir, please. Stop begging. I'll have the food ready here in a
3: second. Yeah. Come on, now, eat this.
8: Oh.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm feeling so full. I'm,
4: I'm going to hardly stand up. I'm going to think I'm about to lock up on my door. <laughs>
8: Luigi, my fellow booze. Uh,
6: happy Thanksgiving. All that
4: depends. Uh. Schultz, what's in it that the big bag? Uh? Turkey!
6: Oh! <laughs> You're going out of your mind from hunger. You, 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 you poor little hermit. You were you sitting here praying your friend Schultz would walk in with a turkey, huh? <laughs> Schultz, uh, from now on, anybody who's a walking is a look like a turkey.
5: <laughs> Please!
4: My
6: Don't tell me I can see. Starvation is already bloating up your stomach. <laughs> Come on, I feed you myself. Ay, Come on, so I so feed so. you myself. Come oh, on, so open so. up the mouth. Why?
4: That's to the three turkeys. The hot dogs.
5: Mama me, I'm
4: not going to move. I'm not going to take off my
8: clothes. I think I'm going to sleep right under the (laughs) table.
5: Luigi! (laughs) Oh,
8: poor Luigi, look, laying on the floor, weak from hunger.
5: (laughs) Oh, fella, he's a
8: hiccup from an empty stomach. <laughs> Luigi, I was a mean man, but I'm going to make up to you. Pasquale, please be mean. Don't make up to me. <laughs> Luigi, you're saying that because you're angry with me, and I'm to blame. No, no, Pasquale, I'm not angry. I'm a sick. You're sick? Only one thing is to cure that, the food. Oh, no. <laughs> Luigi, I apologize for the way I'm to you, but I brought you something to cheer you up. Turkey? No, Rosa.
5: <laughs> That's the first
6: time in my life I'm a glad to see Rosa. Good,
8: and then I'm going to call her in. Rosa! 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 You
5: called me, Papa.
8: Yes, yes, I'm a call you, my little pumpkin pie.
5: <laughs> Rosa,
8: say hello to Luigi.
5: Hello, Luigi.
8: Hello, Rosa. Rosa, we was a mean to Luigi, but we're going to make up for rider now, ain't we?
6: Don't tell me.
8: Yes, sir, Luigi, we brought you something. To eat. I don't
6: think I'm going kind to of hold anymore.
8: Then, Rosa, be quick. Luigi, Thanksgiving, everybody's a talk about a turkey. You must be sick about hearing about turkey. How do you know? So we didn't bring you any. Oh, That's funny, that's funny you're wonderful. Instead, we got a surprise. Surprise? Eh? Rosa, open up for the part for the show. Look, Luigi. Mamma mia, back to the hot dogs. <laughs>
4: Mamma oh, mia, it's harder for me to tell you exactly how I'ma celebrate the Thanksgiving. It was a good and a bad, happy and a sad. But one thing I'ma sure sure. I'ma finally celebrate the Thanksgiving like a real American. Holding in my
5: stomach.
4: <laughs> you loving a son.
5: <laughs> Luigi
4: Vasco, the little immigrant.
3: Writes another letter to Papa Basco describing his adventures in America. Like with Luigi is a Cy Howard production and written by Mac Penoff and Lou German and directed by Mac Fenor. Jade Carroll Nash is starred as Luigi Basco with Alan Reed as Swally, Hunts Conrad Schultz, Mary Ship is Miss Faulting, Jody Gilbert as Rosa, Joe Forte as Horowitz, and Ken Peters is Olsen. Music is under the direction of Lud Gluskin. Bob Stevenson speaking. Be sure to listen next Tuesday at the same time when Luigi has as a special guest Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's new singing sensation, the star of that midnight kiss, Mario Lass. Stay tuned now for Escape. This is CBS for Columbia Broadcasting System.
1: We're back with Old Time Radio Essentials. This is Pete with Dave and Paul. That was Thanksgiving Celebration, an episode of Life with Luigi, originally broadcast november twenty second, nineteen forty nine on CBS. Paul, this was your selection for this installment. What made you choose it?
2: Well, like I said before, it's a, a good Thanksgiving episode as in he's he's touching all the things because everything after the war, everybody just wanted it to be. So I don't want to say sappy, but they wanted to really wrap themselves in a blanket of comfort and Americana and everything and just enjoy that. Because, I mean, they had the Depression before and then they had war and now things were going great. You know, the economy was booming and everybody was doing all right. And so they just wanted to enjoy the hell out of it. And so they just really wanted to have everything tasting of that, for lack of a better term. and so. I think this episode does encapsulate that along with how everyone back in the day when they would come to America, that was their thing was, I'm going to be an American. How do Americans do this? So that's why, you know, you got this guy who's just fresh over from Italy. No, got to have, we got to get some turkey. I got to get us some turkey to have. We got to have a turkey to be a Thanksgiving, you know? And so that's, you know, everybody's fixated on that. And that's what they they're really shooting for. And he does a really good job in, you know, telling his mother what's going on and everything, and then just the interaction with all the play, the the different people in his life, mostly in his school where he's learning English. And uh, the German immigrant is my favorite, Hans Connery. Oh yes. my god, everybody, if, if people are gonna go, I know that that he sounds familiar, and as soon as you see his face, you go. Oh, geez, I've seen him in a dozen things at least, yeah. you know. He was in so much and he does such a wonderful job. And I just thought it was an excellent episode. So That's it.
1: Well, I agree he uh Hans Conrad could do any uh character voice. He 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 played from from Germans as Schultz, uh French, he played Italians himself, he played Russians. He could do any sort of uh, uh character voice. But the star of it, we haven't mentioned his name at all. That's uh, um, oh, him. J. Carroll Nash playing Luigi. So he was really wonderful in this role. I enjoyed it. Um, he he never slipped. His Italian accent, while, while comical, was always there, which was good. It made it more heartwarming. I like the story itself, um, what he's going to do for Thanksgiving dinner, what he ends up doing you know he he's um gets in a fight with uh with Pasquale which was so funny really the 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 way he constantly twists things around to get him to marry Rosa um and when he said no he said well you're not you're not going to come to dinner <laughs> um but overall it was, it was a lot of fun to listen to. Um,
0: I, re- I enjoyed it. So this was my first, uh, foray into the life with Luigi universe. And I had a lot of fun. This is a program I've been aware of about as long as I've been listening to old time radio shows. And for whatever reason, I just never went to the trouble of actually listening to it. So, uh, yeah, I got to thank Paul for bringing it to the table this time, because I, I thought it was, it was just enjoyable. And it was, it, I mean, obviously it's a comedy, but I thought some of the, um, the, the scenes in the middle and toward the end of the story were, were were oddly kind of touching. Like, you know, him, him and the young boy, I, I think was his name, Danny. A lot of the banter yeah, they newspaper had. Kid. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the newspaper kid. Um yeah, I thought it was just like a real um enjoyable uh exchange between those two. And when they're at the butcher's shop and they've got their two dollars and they're trying to have Thanksgiving on a budget, I thought that was a, you know, the hot, the dogs, it, it, it was, it was, it was kind of sad and tragic in a way, but obviously the tone of the program, uh, makes you see kind of, um, the more lighthearted aspects of it. And then at the end, when everyone kind of comes and checks on them and bring everyone's bringing them food, I thought that was like really, uh, it just, yeah, it was like just a nice, uh, nice holiday touch. It, it kind of, it was like a nice, uh, you know. A nice end to a story that, you know, for, for a few minutes anyway, was, was almost kind of tragic in a way. The guy can't afford to buy Thanksgiving dinner. And he's, he's also taking care of this, this kid who's even more down and out than he is. And,
1: and he helps it, him sell his newspapers yeah, to get,
0: to you know, raise enough money. That was one of the funniest jokes is when he, uh, just intuitively know is like, oh, if I just lie, you know, I, I'll just say there's a war. And, you know, people, everyone will come over and start buying newspapers. <laughs> Look, that, that the president a declares a war on the poverty. Ha ha ha! Yeah, but uh, but that and, and like the the some of the early um, lines between him and uh, the young boy Danny. Uh, I think there was the one about um something about the late edition newspaper and and j- and just like you know them not just the. the the breakdown of communication between like an an Italian immigrant and a kid who's using he's using all this slang and idioms right. that that he yeah, not understand, but he, he's doing his best, and you know I thought that was a real cute exchange. Atina, I, I what they teach
2: you at the day school is a different than the stuff they teach me at the, the night school.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fun. That was a lot of fun to listen to.
2: I, I like the. Uh, hey, is that the morning edition? No, it's not the. This is evening. <laughs> but but is that the morning edition? What, what do you mean? You get the news of what's going on in the morning, the night before, so you know what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they were, in some regards, some of the jokes were kind of old and stale, you know, but back then they were more, they were fresh.
1: Yeah, they were they were newer back then.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were much newer
0: back in the 40s. But that's something that's kind of, kind of interesting to consider, is like how, how comedy ages, and I, I think, uh, personally, like, I don't go back and listen to a lot of Old time radio comedy, or at least I haven't the last decade or so. I, I listened to a lot of Jack Benny as a kid, and as I got older, I, I kind of just sort of leaned more into the drama programs. But yeah, um, since since joining uh, this podcast, I'm I'm coming to appreciate the the comedies a little bit more. You know, I've I've been on an Armis Brooks kick for a while, and now I I really want to dive into Life with Luigi because I think it's uh, another you know gem of OTR comedy. Some of the jokes might seem corny, but I, I think uh you know, if you go in trying to look at it in like the right context, understand that it's a different time. Jokes were a little bit delivered a little bit differently than they are now. They might seem, you know, corny to modern ears, but if you go in and just try to enjoy it, I think you'll have a good time with this program.
2: I too. think so too. It and sounds
0: like we have another kind of calling in
2: life, and that is to introduce our partner to more. <laughs> smiles and laughs and yeah, maybe rainbows. It could be, that
1: yeah, sure. <laughs> could be, although he did bring us Armist Brooks. So he did yeah, it. He, yep, he did bring good. us a comedy a few, a couple of months ago. So mm-hmm. that was, that was good. Uh, I recommend, um, um, Fibber McGee and Molly as well. I'm going to be bringing, I, I promised one for October, but then we had to have our Halloween thing. So I think I'll, I'll eventually bring us a, a Fibber McGee and Molly show. And I think you really like that, Dave. It's. Uh, I,
0: I might be showing my ignorance here, but is Great Gildersleeve and uh, Fibber McGee and Molly, is one of those a spinoff of the other? Or?
1: Gildersleeve was a spinoff of okay. um, Fibber McGee and Molly. Now, I haven't listened to a lot. Now, that's another one. I haven't listened to uh, any episodes of Great Gildersleeve. And um, haven't listened to uh, maybe one episode of Feby McGee and Molly with Gildersleeve uh, in it, sure. but that's for another another day. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, one thing I did notice I've have li- listened to quite a few episodes of uh, Life with Luigi, um, and I think I must have listened to an older one or or a newer a, one later in the series rather because this one is from 1949 and the show started in 1948. Luigi's voice was really high-pitched in this one, and I seem to remember uh, a much lower uh, pitch to his voice. So it must have been uh, when he was a little older and he'd been in the role for a while, and his, his, he allowed his voice to change, I guess. <laughs> because uh, it's really hard to maintain a, a high-pitched voice like that. So if it were me trying to do Luigi in that high-pitched voice, I would have such a headache by the end of the show. I really would. Uh, now I've heard J. Carroll Nash's voice, and it was naturally gravelly, like uh, like Paul's and mine. You know, it's a uh, more of a, a bass than a tenor.
2: Mm-hmm. Gravelly.
1: <laughs> I'm only pointing this out because it sounded odd to me. It sounded weird that his voice would be so high pitched. Still, you know, entertaining. I like uh, Pasquale. You no know, trivia question. Alan Reed played Pasquale. What other famous character is Alan Reed known for?
0: No idea,
2: Paul. I know I'm going to kick myself after you tell us, but I can't. Fred Flintstone. Oh, oh okay. okay.
1: Now, if you listen, if you listen to him again, if you listen to this again or listen to any other future episodes, you're going to be able to pick out Alan Reed's voice, and you'll be able to say, yeah, I can see how he also played Fred Flintstone. because it <laughs> Well, is...
2: listen, it's a Fred Flintstoney. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh and Alan that... Reed also was on uh, the... Fred Allen show, and he played Falstaff Openshaw, who was like um, a poet. So Alan Reed was really skilled as well. He could do Englishmen. He could do uh, Italians like Pasquale. He could do uh, any sort of American accent. Radio had the best. I'm telling you, radio had the best voice actors.
2: Well, they had the face for it.
1: You can put in movie stars and and, and bring the people in with, with famous movie stars, but it was the uh, character actors. Who really made the show? Jake Carroll Nash, Alan Reed, Hans Conried, Reed, Paul Fries, who was the the narrator of last last month's uh, "Follow the House of Usher" and so on. So those are my guys. Those are my guys. M- Mel Blanc, of course. <sighs> anyway, we keep veering from this, but that, yeah, that's the way things go in this show. We talk about one thing, it leads us to talk
0: about another thing. You may have answered this in the introduction, but it was Nash? Did he play Luigi for the, the whole run of the series, or were there different actors?
1: No, he played Luigi for the full run, and when they uh, shifted to TV for, I think, one season, he okay. played Luigi in that as well. I think everybody, I think everybody in the cast uh, trans- transferred over to the TV show. Yes. But it was just one, it was just one season, 1952 to 1953, and they were still on radio, and... At the same time, because the radio show ran from 48 to 53 and the TV show was on from 52 to 53.
2: I found it interesting when I was reading up on this about the TV show, how it only lasted one season. And it's because they got in trouble with, was it the Italian American Society or something like that <laughs> for like the you know severe stereotyping and things. And I'm like, wow, back then, even I can imagine it now. I mean, they wouldn't have made it past the pilot, for pity's sake.
1: Yeah, well, why, couldn't they, why didn't they complain during the radio run? Is it because yeah, they couldn't it's see like,
2: him? It's the same people doing the same stuff. Why now?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But overall, good show, really. Uh, lots of fun to listen to. I, I like the the little boy and his sweetness and uh, how Luigi's heart went out to him, and the two of them shared. Like Dave was saying, they shared their their meager uh, Thanksgiving fair, but it didn't matter what they were eating. They were, they were together and they were celebrating the holiday, which is really, you know, what, what
2: that sort of thing is all about.
0: <laughs> you know, it really is. Oh, God, Dave, there he goes again. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very touching episode. I, I don't blame you for crying.
1: <laughs> so it was nice. Good choice, Paul. Good choice
0: that okay let's vote We're, what are we voting on dear listener as a reminder we are voting on one whether this particular episode is a true represent representative installment of the overall series and b whether or not it is a standalone show that belongs in every radio aficionados collection and again paul this was your selection so you go first all right i will uh well obviously i
2: i find it hard to believe i don't i'd like to go back through all our series to find out if anybody has ever you know, been the one who brought in the episode and then voted against it. I I think think, Jane did for that lights out episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it was brought in for that purpose, I think. Probably. But uh, no, it it was a good episode. Like I said, it uh, for me, it had all the warmth that you wanted, you know, and that you expected in this, you know, post-World War II era, you know, when everyone was really embracing that stuff. and the comedy was you know fresh then and the characters were all really good the the voices were excellent i just thought it was a very good overall show and i thought it was indicative of the series so i give it a thumbs up
1: all right good uh for me um i agree with with paul it was uh very sweet very funny just a classic Uh, a comedy uh, of the 40s, really, really good. The characters in it are wonderful. Not only do you have Hans Connery, but J. Carol Nash playing Luigi. And now, believe it or not, this guy was of Irish extraction. His parents were Irish immigrants. But to look at him with his black hair and his swarthy features, and he used used to sport a pencil-thin mustache sometimes, he looked Italian. Now, an argument could be raised, again, for the stereotypes, but Really, it wasn't, in my opinion, this was not making fun of them. It wasn't uh, belittling them. It wasn't uh, um, making them the butts of jokes. They were making the jokes themselves and they were uh, all getting along. And then the classroom, you've got um, the German guy and the American, whatever other nationalities are there, they're all arguing over what year. <laughs> the the pilgrims landed and so on it was just hilarious and then you've got uh, schmidt saying gobble gobble for <laughs> so the way they looked after each other at the end they all checked in on luigi they all brought him food and even pasquale it was it showed americans new americans old americans uh, or native born americans rather getting along with each other I like that it's set in Chicago and not New York because Chicago isn't really looked upon as a melting pot except the Polish neighborhoods, right? But it is, you know, it, immigrants came to Chicago the same way they came to New York. So I like that it's set in Chicago. So overall, uh, top notch uh, comedy, top notch story. Uh, it's a really nice uh, thing where he, the, the the premise is that he's writing a letter to his mother, and so he's you know, being a, 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 sweet devoted son as well. So I give it a thumbs up.
0: Well, it's hard for me to answer the first question because as I mentioned before, this is the only life with Luigi episode I've heard. So I really can't say whether it's representative. I will say that it's, it's good and enjoyable and it belongs in, in, in any OTR aficionados collection. Um, but yeah, I, I need to, I need to explore this series some more before I can, uh, before I can speak to whether or not it's representative because, uh, yeah i don't i haven't listened to any any others so that's fair yeah. <laughs> so that's two yay votes one abstention and i think everyone, everyone agrees that it's in uh it belongs in every you know every radio drama fans collection
1: well that's good that's good i think we can all agree on that it's beloved even today it's um it's a beloved uh series with with collectors so
2: good well okay great this brings us to the end of episode 18 of Old Time Radio Essentials our Thanksgiving special with Pete Lutz, Dave Feldman and me, Paul RBC. Next time the cycle comes around to Dave. And what's your choice for next month, Dave?
0: Do you have a Christmas themed show for us? I do actually. I did some poking around and I found an episode from a one of probably my favorite Old Time Radio Western, The Six Shooter with James Stewart. Um the episode is called Brit Ponsett's Christmas Carol. And I think everyone's going to enjoy it.
1: Well, excellent. I like Western. So that's a good choice. Um, so that's next month. All, on.
2: We all probably vote that we could all, We like J- Jimmy Stewart. Chalk, 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 chalk. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: that's next month on Old Time Radio Essentials. Paul, Dave, tell the masses what they need to know.
2: Old Time Radio Essentials is a production of 63 Audio, a proud member of the Mutual Audio Network. Subscribe on Apple or any other podcatcher you may use by searching under
0: Mutual Audio Network and or Narada Radio Company. You can like us on Facebook at Mutual Audio Fans and at Narada Radio Company fans and friends. On Twitter, at Essentials Old. If you want to suggest a future episode, write us at f6.3 at gmail.com. That's the letter F, the number six, the word point, P-O-I-N-T, and the number three at gmail.com. Put the word essentials in the subject line.
1: Remember, friends, we're always happy to hear from our listeners, so please do send us feedback and more suggestions. And if you didn't catch our email when Dave spelled it out, look for it in the show notes. I want to inform you that in addition to the next episode of Old Time Radio Essentials, my troupe of actors, the Narada Radio Company, will be launching three new Christmas-themed programs in December, one each during the first three Sundays of the month. The first two are old-time radio recreations, and for the third, we'll be dipping into the Jake Dimes Range Detective Wellspring and bringing you a heartfelt Christmas tale featuring the main characters of my award-winning Western serial, plus a few new ones. So that's actually two Westerns in December, one uh, brought to us by Dave with the Brit Ponce's Christmas Carol and uh, my new Jake Dimes show. And that the title of that one is Santa's Stolen Toy Sack. Uh, so please join us for these new programs, won't you? They'll be featured on the Mutual Audio Network starting the first Sunday in December. Okay, it's time to wrap things up. So that's it for now, everybody. Join us next time for another fun installment of Old Time Radio Essentials. Bye-bye for now, and Happy Thanksgiving! Bye.
2: Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> <sighs> Take care.
3: Sixty
1: three Audio.
2: This is mutual.
0: You're tuned into Monday matinee on the Mutual Audio Network. Tomorrow is all things horror on Tuesday Terrors. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day or find Tuesday Terrors in your favorite podcast players. The
2: Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.